0: Good morning, friends. Welcome to another week of my podcast, The Apostolic Connection. And this week I want to talk to you around a topic pursued, for you shall surely recover all. The background or the setting is in the book of 1 Samuel, chapter 30. This was during one of the deepest and darkest periods. In the life of David. David was pursued by King Saul relentlessly and ironically the safest place to stay away from Saul was to live among the Philistines, the enemies that Saul feared. David and his 600 men went to Achish, the the king of Gath, and asked for his permission to let them settle in a town named Ziklag, one of the Philistines in Philistine. For 16 months, David and his men spent their time raiding the Geshurites, the Gerzites, and the Amalekites. They plundered their sheep, oxen, donkeys, camels, and clothing and killed every person in the village they attacked. About that time, the Philistines gathered their armies to wage war with Israel. Akish asked David and his men to go and help them fight Israel. And David had agreed. This was around the time that Akish made David his personal bodyguard, which can be found in the book of Samuel 28. However, the Philistine commanders rejected David and his men. They explained to Akish that David might turn against them and fight for, the, for Israel instead. And so upon that advice, David was asked to return to Ziklag with his men. Upon returning two days later to Ziklag, to their horror, they found out that the Amalekites had attacked and burned down their town. All their women and children were taken into captivity. The men, we Bitterly, uh, wept bitterly. And they turned their anger against David and contemplated to stone him. But the word of God said that David encouraged himself in the Lord. It was there and then that he requested the priest to bring him the ephod. And bringing the ephod is, as it were, putting on the garment that usually is worn by the high priest. It reflected a time of seeking God face to face. David was looking to God and would inquire of the Lord for himself in order to determine what to do. David would eventually recover everything and everyone that was taken by the Philistines. And on top of this David was made King of Judah upon the death of King Saul some seven years, seven and a half years later, and he became the king of Jerusalem over all Israel and Judah. The, The thing I want to talk to you about today is how do we respond to adversity? How do we respond when bad news comes knocking? How do we respond when we are confronted with the horrendous situations that can affect us in this life? David's response was very instrumental and can be used for us as an example of how to approach uh, adversity. The first thing that David did was that he wept with his men before the Lord. He wept. Because you see, losing your wives and your children and your possessions obviously would have a debilitating effect on David and his men. And his emotional reaction would be to cry. He wept. And there's nothing wrong with crying. It's a language. It's an emotion. Sometimes we get relieved by just crying. The second thing is that he became distressed. When his men grieved and speak of stoning him. You see, anger is the avenue through which many young men have unleashed mayhem upon our society. The anger of these men could be understood. David had, they were following David, their leader, only to see this calamity befall them. There are many reasons why Young men in these societies get angry. They become angry at the system, the authorities, angry because of where they have found themselves, their lived reality. Did Did the society create that? Some would say a resounding yes. David's men revealed that behind the hard exterior, a gentle love for their families. Nations throughout history through various systems of political governance have created inequality in societies. The wealthy versus the poor and the marginalized. The haves and the have-nots. If you will. The results of which breed crime and corruption. Prisons full of marginalized young men, angry at society. Racial divide. The subpar education system found in poorer countries, institutionalized racism. The the big strategy embarked upon by wealthy nations is to lock up these young men, lock them up, throw away the key, and afterwards deport them back to their poorer countries, whose economies and structures are scarcely in a position to receive them. This matter of deportation will take a center stage in my focus as I will explore in a further episode. But let's get back to David. The next thing that David did was that he encouraged himself in the Lord. He's God. Psalm 42, verse 11 says, Why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted within? me? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him, who is the health of my countenance and my God. When you know God for yourself, and you know God as your God, you can say to any situation, you can say to your soul, you can say to your situation that it's going to be all right. David in some 42 sought to praise God even when he didn't feel like doing it. He sought to praise God Even when he would have been faced with discouragement and despair. Hope thou in God for I shall yet praise him who is the health of my countenance and my God. There is something about your relationship with God that when you understand the magnitude the depth of the love of God. Towards us. It behoves us to. Draw near. Even in the face of. Despair. Because we know. That God's love. Will carry us through. The next thing he did was he sent for. The the effort. Or the effort And bringing the ephod and putting on, as it were, the garment of worship, it was a time David felt to seek God again, face to face. I can imagine being confronted with the threat of being stoned by your own men, men that you would have slept with, you would have ate with, you would have fought with, you would have had good fellowship with. But you see, there is the reality Uh, when we are confronted with our own loss and our own adversity, our response sometimes is not as one would expect. And so we, we have to appreciate that it was a time of great despair. But what did David do? Instead of worrying about being stoned to death, David, as it were, took time out to seek God and to worship God. Psalm 103 verse 1 to 3 puts it this way. Bless the Lord, O my soul, And all that is within me, bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul. And forget not all his benefits, who forgiveth all thy iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases. Psalm 90, verse 1 to 2 says, Lord, thou hast been our dwelling place in all generations, before the mountains were brought forth, however, thou hast formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, thou art God. And perhaps my personal favorite, Psalm 34. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast to the Lord. The humble shall hear their and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. And let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord. And he heard me. And delivered me from all my fears. He inquired of the Lord. We need, he needed to get his direction. He needed to hear his voice. Elijah experienced the need to hear the voice of the Lord. In the book of First Kings 19, He sought the Lord's voice to hear from God. And the Bible said that he did not experience that voice in the wind, nor did he experience it in the earthquake or fire. But he heard from God, he experienced God, was in the still small voice. And this is the time. That we need to take a moment, or some moments, to wait before God, to listen to what he's saying. God has provided us with mighty spiritual weapons, which when used will pull down strongholds and imaginations. And every highest thing that exhausts itself against the knowledge of God. And bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. 2 Corinthians 10 verse 4-5. We put on the whole armor of God. Ephesians 6. That we may be able to stand against the wires of the devil. Because Paul says for we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against Principalities against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world against spiritual wickedness in high places we are wrestling in this world against powers against principalities against rulers of the darkness of this world against spiritual wickedness in high places places. Most reformers such as Martin, Card and Moore and and Barth, they see these powers as supernatural and independent entities that penetrate the social, political, economic and religious structures. George Card in 1976 believes that Paul, Paul's terms refer to Spiritual beings who preside over all the forms and structures of power operate in the corporate life of men. He goes on to say that our real enemies are the spiritual forces that stand behind all institutions of government and control the lives of men and nations. Similarly, Charles Moss says evil exists external to the individual, not only in the order of society, but also in the social and political roles of powerful supernatural beings. These entities are able to rule because individuals follow their influence and conform themselves to the the world order in actions which are serving or system serving rather than system critical. He is however very careful to make this distinction that world order and the evil presence of powers are never synonymous with concrete forms of social and institutional life. The powers are always present along with enslavement and death in small or large degree. But their existence is behind the scenes in a system of hostile values vying for control of the life of the world. We see a black man just this week being murdered through institutional racism. The fact is that the police officer has been charged is a rarity because they are immune as it were to charges, to prosecution, even for their actions while being on the job. We see in many cases where this happens, this is a pervasive situation in the United States of America. And it is unfortunate that the world has had to see it, to look on it through technology. Unfortunate in many ways, yes. We've had to see it right before our very eyes kneeling down on the throat of this black man with cries from persons around asking him to stop he still continued until the man lost consciousness and died these are the powers examples of the powers that need to be the systems of this world as it were, that are playing out even before our very eyes. And through this pandemic we are seeing the powers of the world coming together to determine what the future will hold for us as humanity through these prevailing times. We are hearing of vaccines to come. We are hearing of orders that will be instituted. Sometimes when we hear these things we wonder if they are real. Children will be taken from parents as it were. Because of not, or because of refusing to take a vaccine. We are hoping that this will never become a reality in this world. But then again, one will never know. But I want to say today that victory comes from God. No matter what the adversity looks like, no matter what the situation looks like. No matter what we encounter in this life, we can be assured that victory comes from God. We shall recover all that the enemy has stolen in 2020. First Samuel 30 indicates that when David And brought him down, and behold, they were spread abroad all over him. The Philistines were eating and drinking and dancing. The Amalekites, I beg your pardon, were eating and drinking and dancing. Because of the great spoil that they had taken out of the land of the Philistines and out of the land of Judah. David smote them from the twilight even unto the evening of the next day. And there escaped not a man of them, save four hundred young men, which rode upon camels and fled. And David recovered all that the Amalekites had carried away. And David rescued his two wives. And there was nothing lacking to them, neither great, neither small or great, neither sons or daughters, neither spoil or anything that that they had taken from them. David recovered all. Joel chapter two puts it this way: I will restore to you the years of the locusts and the conqueror and the caterpillar and the palmer worm, my great army which I sent among you, and ye shall eat in plenty and be satisfied. And praise the name of the Lord your God that hath dealt wondrously with you. And my people shall never be ashamed. And ye shall know that I am in the midst of Israel. And that I am the Lord your God. And none else. And my people shall never be ashamed. God will restore unto us. Everything. That has been taken from us. Even those things that the enemy. Would have plundered. And would have stolen. From us. Many of us are victims of the system. Many of us are victims just by virtue of where we were born. But when we trust in God, God is able to restore all that we have lost. Be it a family member, husband, a wife, Childhoods and drugs. Whatever we have lost. A business that has gone down. God is able to restore it. Because you see there is no failure with God. He cannot fail. His words are true. Therefore when God is with us. We also cannot fail. For we do not have a high priest. Hebrews 4 verse 15 says who cannot sympathize with our weakness but but was in all points tempted as we are yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. We do not have a high priest in Jesus who is not touched with the feelings of our infirmities. He understands everything we are going through. He took on humanity and defeated death and hell. And he is seated at the right hand of God, making it a session for us even now. And through him, the word of God said that we are seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And so wherever he is, we are. So we can boldly come to him. We can boldly put our petitions to him. We can come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. he shall pour out his spirit on us. As Joel chapter 2 indicates it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit upon our flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy your old men shall dream dreams, your young men shall so see visions and also upon the servers and upon the handmaids in those days will I pour out my spirit we give thanks we give thanks that God understands every situation that befalls us now thanks be to God which always causes us to try but thanks be to God gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. we have the victory. pursue pursue. David needed to hear those words and one of the things that is instrumental about this particular story is that we do not operate on emotion. We operate on the sound communication of God. So David decided that as much as I'm hurting, as much as I'm angry, as much as I'm, my my instinct is to rebel, I need to first hear to receive direction from God. That's what he did. God said, Pursue, for you shall surely recover all. The Lord is speaking to somebody today. You may have lost much. And even during this COVID time. You may have even lost a loved one. God is saying. I understand. But continue. To trust in God. Pursue God. Pursue. For you shall surely recover all. Pursue. For you shall surely. Recover all let us pray. Father, we thank you that even through this terrible period, you have already given us victory. Victory is the understanding that whatsoever we go through in this life, you will never leave us nor forsake us. You will be with us even to the end of the age. I pray for your comfort. To be upon that one this morning. That is listening. Who has lost much. That even as you have. Restored David. Restored Job. And many others. In the Bible. That you are able to restore that. One, everything that was taken away from them. And so Lord we thank you. For your words to our hearts today. We stand resolute in the knowledge and understanding that if you are with us, who can be against us? For all things work together for our good to them that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. We thank you, Lord. And we bless you in Jesus' name. Amen.